This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. This week, we're going to talk to Vanessa Zami. She's the author of a book called Finish, The Solopreneur's Guide to Getting Stuff Done. So what she does is she gets people who are just thinking about their nine to five and they know they're restless, they want to get out of it. And uh, she actually takes them through the process of getting out of their jobs and getting them into solopreneurship. And she does that through uh, basically coaching them along and helping them with the business acceleration program. So Vanessa and I, we actually talk about uh, some of the things that she finds as success factors for some of her students that, you know, they get this thing. We know they get this thing. And this is how I know that they get this thing. And then also some of the excuses that she's also seen uh, throughout her time. Uh, So we had a good time uh, chatting it up and and talking and really just uh, getting that idea because, you know, that's what I do, right? With all of you that want to become safety consultants, I'm helping you get out of the the mindset of, you know, I am the safety officer (laughs) into I am a sales consultant and I'm selling me in my safety consulting business. So uh, we we go through a a few of those things and just really start talking about it and uh, some of the success factors that she's had. So you guys are going to get a a good conversation here. I really want you to have an open mind so that you know we're not specifically talking about safety and health in this one. This one is going to get you thinking more of your business, how to get you and your mindset right so that you're ready for the next step. So I really was happy that Vanessa was here to help me along and, you know, uh, just give you guys some really good key uh, thoughts and then also principles to follow. So just stay tuned and we're going to get into the interview with Vanessa. So have a good rest of the day because after this, I'm going to go. No tip of the week like I told you. So everyone, after you listen, go get them. Yes. So hello, everyone. So excited to be here with you, Sheldon, on the Safety Consultant podcast show. So I am Vanessa Zami, and I coach, consult, and advise nine to fivers on how to build their profit-producing, purpose-driven business, even with a demanding day job. And I do that by essentially fixing your hustle and working on efficient and effective ways for you to get your business going and moving forward, which we'll probably get into later today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so... I like the uh, fixing your hustle. Is that fixing meaning someone has a hustle already or is it creating or fixing their hustle? It's fixing their hustle. So I specialize in working with people who I've already launched. You've already launched your business, quote unquote. When I say launch your business, you've made an announcement to people. You maybe even just a couple of friends or family members, maybe. Maybe you did a whole blast on social media, but you have now, you've launched, right? And mm-hmm. now what's up happening is a lot of times at this stage, you know, the, the, the struggle comes in because what happens is that at first when you launched, you probably, maybe you were seeing people's newsfeed. Maybe you were looking at all the articles, six steps to a million, oh, yeah. no six kidding. figures in five days. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to launch. I'm going to get these six figures. Day one. And then you realize <laughs> that's not what happens. Right. And so 
then you're like chasing around kind of like a dog just like chasing the tail mm-hmm. and you're just trying to figure out what's happening. You're struggling. You're overwhelmed. Also, you have a day job on top of it. Right. And I also work with a lot of mompreneurs where they also have kids as well, too. And so you got all these different hats that you're wearing in the business where you're the CFO, the CMO, the COO, the CEO, all, the, all that jazz. But then you also have stuff going on in your regular life. Right. That the business just came on into there. And now you got to navigate being an employee or a manager of other people or navigating being a mother or a father or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just becomes overwhelming, right? Especially when you're yeah. not doing it right. And so yes, fixing your hustle. Does that uh, mean that you, you help people reevaluate their expectations? Some, uh, some of it is that but I do a lot less of that uh, in terms of reevaluating expectations. Cause I don't want you to, I feel like any goal is like great, right. And big, but essentially it's, if we are going to do any reevaluation of expectations I do with my clients, it's more so a, okay, you want the 50 sales. This is what you have to do to do it. Oh, you don't want to do it? Because you're not getting 50 sales, right? And so there was one client where she's like, oh, I want 50 sales by like May and it's like February. And I'm like, okay, cool. So let's go through, how do we get this done? While well, she's like a mother, she's a mother of three kids, all them virtual homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so she also like manages the household and all that stuff. And so and she's a single mother. And so then you have, you know, like, okay, great. So this is what, you know, we're fine. We find 18 hours in her week where she can like work on her business and also still get six hours of sleep. Right. So we did all that. And then it's like, okay, in these 18 hours, what do you do to optimize your business? Right. And so then working with her in terms of optimizing her business, okay, this is what you got to do. This is marketing and all stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, cool. So then she goes and does and like, you know, starts to act on it. Uh-huh. But what I find a lot of what I do also, Sheldon, is a lot of accountability too. So keeping people on track of what they're doing. And a lot of that is, you know, she goes through, she does it and she's like, oh, you know, like she realizes essentially how much work it is, right, mm-hmm. to get the 50 sales in May. And she just wasn't ready for that, right? And so then she ended up, so I remember we had another conversation at some point and she was like, oh, well, you know what? Um, she's like, you know what? Okay, I think I've decided even if I just get like one sale a week, I'm really happy with that, right? And so she, so she, she expectations. He switched it up on you then. Yes, he switched it up on me. But essentially at the end of the day, it's, you know, like you can get the 50 sales by May, right? You can do like, but this is what you had to do. Do it. Yeah. Are you ready to do that? Oh, you're not ready to do that? Okay, cool. Then you, I don't know what you're expecting, right? And so that's what people end up, people end up realizing where they end up tapering their own expectations, <laughs> right? Or they actually meet their expectations, right? Where like one client, have another client where she's also, she's a mother of twins um, and a wife and she also works a full-time job um, as a project manager for a healthcare company. Uh-huh. And for her, it was like, you know, she was at the point where she was like, oh my God, I can't do this business. I'm shutting it down. And then you know, two and a half months later, it was like, oh my God, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And because she was willing to do the work and willing to be efficient in how it is that she operated her business and her business was already on sort of like that path of growth. And we were just able to leverage that and maximize that um, to get her to the place of where she's about to quit her job in a couple of weeks. And so, yeah. and then it's devote more time to the business, which then, you know, creates more income for her yeah. family. So, yeah. That's great. Well, my, my audience is, you know, they're the, they're the people who are saying, all right, I'm done with this safety job as being the safety officer, but I'm ready to get into the consultant because I feel that I could be my own boss. And they're usually starting on their own first as to, um, as to trying to decide how to structure their business. And that's usually how I come in to, you know, get them thinking about that side. So I do see a lot of that struggle sometimes with the mindset. And it seems to me that you're, you're getting that as well with, uh, with people's mindset. But I like that you're, you're, you're helping people that not only did they say that they're going to do a business, but they've done some action to it. 
So it's uh, even if it's a poster or announcing it to the universe, <laughs> they did something <laughs> to uh, to actually get it, and then from there you help them say, "All right, here's your here's your dream. Let's turn this dream into a strategic plan." Is that how you're you're yes. you're doing it? Exactly. Yeah. Just turn, let's turn a dream into a strategic plan, and then let's implement on that plan. And so that's what I help clients do: is turn it into a strategic plan, and then help them in the implementation process when it comes to accountability. When it comes to like the actual, you know, I'll like I'll be on calls with my clients where I literally like will screen share, um, and it'd be like, okay, so this is your email sequence, da, 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 like they'll going through their system with them, or essentially like I have one client where like she she's a baby boomer and like the technology is very challenging for her. Mm-hmm. And so we just went through did the screen share and I went with her like, okay, on Facebook, you can do X, Y, Z, this is what you can do and all that stuff. And so I even go into that level of detail. Sometimes I'll, you know, tell my clients about too, they send me their copy, I'll review it for them, all that jazz. But yeah, but in terms of the reason why I focus on the population, people who have already started, started and like made that announcement is because I also do. So I have a community of over a thousand ambitious purposeless solopreneurs in that community. There are also people who are in the idea phase so to speak right and Mm -hmm. the stage of before you've already launched and the reason why i don't emphasize and like i I can work with them Mm -hmm. but they can't work with me why because they're not coachable why because they're still in the mindset of i can do it myself i know what i'm doing um you know youtube university told me this google told me that like (laughs) this person i'm hearing tells me this this person i'm hearing tells me tells me that um you know like they're still in that mindset of i'm just gathering information and learning yeah. Right. And so in their mind, paying twelve fifty a month is gathering information and learning. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, no. Right. And so as, as I have a clear, explicit thing. I'm like, this is not for like my accelerator and my services are not for people who think that they know it all. Right. Yep. This is not for you if you're in the space where you're like, oh, you're just you're just not ready to learn. Right. You're not yeah. ready to you know, you're ready. You just want to keep doing the trial and error, making the mistakes. Okay, do you live your life? But when you're ready to be efficient and effective, you realize you don't have time to waste. Then, by all means, I'm right here. Do you find it that um, that most of those people just inherently are looking for the easy button, and they think that you know me being able to find whatever's out there in public source, I'm going to consume this information, and then I'm going to get the same results that I'm seeing on all the other social media or wherever they're they're getting the influences from, and Back in their mind, they're probably thinking, uh, there's an easy button. I don't need to pay for, for advance anything. I can actually just watch it on TV myself and implement whatever I learned there and, and I'm good to go. Is that what you're, you're feeling or, or, you know, you got a thousand data points or over a thousand data points now with <laughs> clients. So is that, uh, somewhat what you're seeing with those people that are in that stage? It's, it's not so much the easy button, like that's necessarily that they're looking for something easy versus something advanced. It's a, it's, a little, it's a mix. So on one end, you have the subset of people who they see the value. They see like, oh my gosh, like I know successful people have coaches and mentors and I need to invest in one to be successful, right? They see that fact. Uh-huh. But then they're not in that stage when it comes to mindset. They're not in that stage in their life. I actually did a video on this, um, a live on this yesterday, but I was just um, closing enrollment into my accelerator. So they open a few times a year. So yesterday was like the last day. And so I was essentially, and I remember it was this impromptu live and it was literally just two questions, right? That people need to ask themselves. One, do you believe in your vision? Uh-huh. Do you believe that what you're meant to make happen should be happening, right? Or is going to happen. But then two, are you ready for that? Right. Do you believe in the next level of success? This is question one. And then two, are you ready for the next level of success? Yeah. Because if those two things are true, then you're ready to invest in yourself. 
right? And take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Because you know that this whole, like you call it the easy way, but essentially this whole like using free resources only gets you so far. Yeah. It some people doesn't even get you anywhere. It gets you to like mile one of a 26 mile marathon, right? And so, and the thing is what ends up happening is that, you know, you need, and these people like, you know, when you're doing entrepreneurship, you know that it's better if you have a sounding board of ideas. Some people, they're probably reaching out to their friends like, okay, I'm thinking about this for my business, but I'm not certain. What do you think, right? So they're probably reaching out to their friends. Maybe they're reaching out to, you know, their family members. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, your friend and your family members, they're probably not doing a business, right? Chances yeah, yeah, are yeah. you're probably the only <laughs> yeah. one with the business out here. So what are your yeah. friends going to tell you? They're going to tell you it's too expensive. They're going to tell you this. They're going to tell you that. What do they know? Like, what do they know? Right. So at some mm -hmm. point in time, you realize that you're getting inexpert, inexperienced advice. Yep. So then what happens? They listen to the podcast and they're like, okay, now I'm hearing from the experts, but here's the thing. Most of these people aren't out here talking to you. They, essentially it's what happens that you're taking the seven figure advice for your zero figure business. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're, they're talking to people who are their ideal clients, who is not you in the stage of your zero figure business. Chances are yep. right. Most likely. And so what ends up happening is that you're taking all this advice you're doing, you're doing free stuff, but you don't really know what's right for you. And a big part of my salary, a big part of my coaching and with working with my clients is that it is personalized. It is tailored. It is customized because your life is different from someone else's life, right? I'm not living Sheldon's life, right? I'm not living, you know, my other clients. Like your life is different from someone else's life. Your life, even maybe you both might be two safety officers. You might both be two safety officers, but for different people, for yeah. different companies, for in different states, in different cities, um, in different neighborhoods. One is in the city, one's in the rural environment. One has a family of five kids. One has no family. Yep. One is single, right? Like your life is just different. And so what you're able to do in this life with the time, money, and energy that you have it's going to be different from someone else who has a different set of time, money, and energy, which does mean that your strategic plan is going to be different. Yep. It also means that the implementation method is going to be different, right? You might have five hours a week. Other person may have 20 hours a week. Other person may have 40 hours a week, right? And that just, it just differs, right? Which then means it's just a different level of resources in the way that you yeah. go about fixing your hustle. And so it's just a matter of when you're listening to these, all these general stuff, you like, you know, and the thing is, and also the funny thing is that, one article will tell you, you need to do 10 Instagram stories every single day. Another article you read will say, you don't need to, you need to do one Instagram story every single day. Yeah. Who do you listen to? Right? Yeah, like, do, you, do you ask your friend like, hey friend, <laughs> which one do you think I should do? Well, I love Instagram stories. Let me do Instagram stories. I think you should do 10 of them. What does your friend know? Like what? Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. it just ends up being this whole cycle of you're taking all this information. You don't know which one applies to you. So you're trying to do everything but it's not working and you're wondering why, but you can't ask why because you decide not to invest in yourself to ask it, to get the right answer. Yeah. So just, yeah, it's just, it's just so it basically boils down to uh, bad data in bad data out. Like if you were doing any kind of data analysis, <laughs> so if you're asking the wrong questions to the wrong person, uh, then truly that becomes the answer you get becomes bad data in you take that as gospel truth. And now you're in a loop of wasting time, energy and resources when you could ask, the same question to the person that could give you the correct data. And now you, uh, you, whatever the factor is, X factor of 10 or five or whatever, the factor is the effort that you're doing because you're getting the answer that's going to give you good data in. So uh, that's, that seems yeah, to be, yeah. that seems exactly. to be uh, a theory that actually transcends uh, data as far as input that you would see with numbers and goes yeah. into, you know, running a business. <laughs> yeah, it's like the difference between, uh, like, we have, it's the difference between a safety officer 
right? Someone asking a safety officer for, for you know, the regulations uh-huh. versus them going to their friend around the corner like, hey, <laughs> what should I do with safety? <laughs> like, oh, just put a Band-Aid on it. You're probably, like, you know, yeah, it's, you're just, good. it's just different. <laughs> Brush it off. Like, you got some fix? <laughs> Put some rough some fix on the chest. You're good. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like going to the web MD versus the actual doctor versus yeah, yeah, yeah. like verbal do doctor. Like it's just different. It's how do you get your um uh, your clients and, and those that are like in the the mindset that, man, I gotta do this. I know that it takes time and you structure out the time as to what they need to do. But when they get to the brick walls, is there kind of a category uh, that you kind of see for for most people? I usually see imposter syndrome that after a while they feel like, who am I as an authority to go tell someone else? And, um, and they get that stage or the other one I get a lot is I know I need to do something. I just don't know how to go about it. And they get confused or overwhelmed by too much information usually is how the overwhelm starts. And then they just get stagnant. They're just like, I am stuck. (laughs) Uh, so when you get those blocks from your clients, what do you, what, what kind of things are you seeing that is, uh, is truly almost like a, a repetitive thing that, that humans seem to go through? Uh, what, what would those things be? Yes, I would say when it comes to people who are in their very early stages, I would say the overwhelm is a being a big part of, that's, that's the block, right? But then eventually what ends up happening is that when they, kind of work with me is I don't really see that anymore. And like, I'll see it for like two seconds, but because they're working with me, like we quash, we squat, we, you know, remove that mm-hmm. in like two seconds too. Yeah. So then the next step is to be being the imposter syndrome or also the fear of success. Right. And so I saw also one client, for example, where like she had the same month, she started a month off. Someone bought her largest package. Mm-hmm. She's a digital marketing consultant. Someone bought her largest package that, for, that first month. Right. We're using, we uh, had a whole strategy for how she could connect with her leads and follow up with them and just like going through that whole process. And she had someone buy her largest package. 30 days later, she, she, she was avoiding me for the whole month. She was waiting for the whole month. I was like, is it? She, I was like checking Ghost. Facebook. I was like, is there going to be like an RIP message? Like, am yeah, I, yeah. like, what's going on? Like, okay, cool. We get on the phone 30 days later. She, she's like, Vanessa, you know, I haven't done any marketing this month. I, you know, decided like, you know, I'm just, it's just so overwhelming doing this business with this day job. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, close out, like doing my current clients work. I'm just going to close that out. And then, you know, like I'll just return to day job. I don't need to do business for real. She essentially was like so, someone who was just shutting down their business. Yeah. Right? yeah. She was, she was, her same, mindset was the same there. month. Yes. Yeah, the same month that she had someone buying her largest package. Mm. And for her, it was a lot of, you know, that fear of success came from, you know, she's getting more work, quote unquote, but then she was being overwhelmed with just the, how to do the work of like navigating, balancing the work with everything else that she had going on. So in her mind, success would mean more work, mm-hmm. which would mean more overwhelm in her mind. So then she was like, okay, I don't need that overwhelm. I don't need that more work. Yeah, like, yeah. Let me just stay small. Right. And so that's where the fear of success came in. How do we deal with that? How do we handle that? Um, essentially, it was a whole like 45 minute conversation. And really what we ended up doing was getting her to really dive deep and let me know like these feelings, right? Within, I was able to then diagnose this imposter syndrome and fear of success, tell her that. Because you know, people don't realize that it's yeah. fear of success, right? Um, they see it as, oh, it's just so much to do. I should be doing, right? And so then from there, we then connected or navigated that and then told her about so two things one was a affirmations piece and so uh-huh. i'm really big on affirmations but in the sense of 
relevant affirmations. So not just, oh, I'm worthy. I'm blessed. If you're not telling yourself you're not blessed and telling yourself you are blessed is not necessarily going to help you. Right. Yeah. But let's say you are telling yourself, you know, it's like essentially the thoughts, specific thoughts that she had, we addressed that with specific alternate thoughts mm-hmm. and then having her say that every morning, she has it on post-it notes now. It's been really helpful, helpful for her. With that being said, then that was like the first part of it. And the second part of it was navigating for her. So I did a whole like, I do a whole like time strategy session with my clients. Mm-hmm. So it's a sort of, we have the business strategic plan part, but also the time strategic plan. Um, so that hasn't been a couple of hours. And so we connected on that and really just helping her to see you can get it done, right? Like, yeah. like the more, the more success you have, there is a way for us to navigate it such that it's not overwhelming or stressful, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. And so having her actually see that in real life and experience that, and then she, you know, started implementing that and like the rest is history. But yeah. 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 That's how I'd say. Um, on the flip side, and I think you started talking about this in that last answer, but on the flip side, uh, what are some of the, the traits of success that you've seen? Like those clients of yours that are like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. We're, uh, the wings are starting to spread. I see it now. <laughs> they're, they're about to take off. Uh, what are some of those signs or some of those things that you recognize that says, all right, they, they're, they're going to be all right. The main, the number one thing is just they, they listen to what I'm saying. I mean, literally, that's the number one they're thing. Teachable. I say that to yeah, say, yeah. because the thing is, when I think, when I answer, when I think about that question, I think about okay, the opposite people, the people who aren't flying and aren't wings, like they're the people who, they say something, you say something, you help them see it. They're like, oh, look, there's just a whole bunch of mindset stuff happening, right? Mm-hmm. That for me tells me they need therapy before they can, can yeah. like essentially that those two questions of do you believe and are you ready, yeah. right? The, the, the thing is that they're not ready. Yeah. So because they're not ready, they end up every single step. It's like a backwards. It's like we took, we took a step <laughs> forward and we went 10 steps back. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like you end up being stagnant, yeah. right? And the thing is, it'll, they end up being like, you know, going through all these other things. I'm like, okay, for example, it's one client where she had a friend reach out to her yep, and her friend reached out to her to ask her to help her out with her own business. So you have, so for example, let's say I was, I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. Vanessa, I'm doing, I'm a new entrepreneur. Then I reached out to, Hey, and then Sheldon reaches out to me and like, Hey Vanessa, I'm doing my new business. Come help me out. And I'm like, sure. I would love to Sheldon. We'd love to help you out. And I'm literally telling my client, you're going to put a lot of energy and effort to this person's business instead of putting it into your own business. Even She's like, no, no, no. She's like, no, 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 no. That's my friend. That's my friend. No, no, no. It's okay. Like, I won't do that much work. I'm like, you're literally going to be putting in so much effort. Like, this is a new business, right? This person doesn't know what she's doing. You're going to be doing literally, you're going to be like a co-founder for this person, right? And so it's like being a co-founder for this person means that you're not being a founder for your own business. We know else works. She's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. We're friends. Like, it's all good. She's been there for me. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. She goes through this whole thing. Four weeks later, she's like, Vanessa, <laughs> you were right. And I was like, I know. Um, she's like, I don't know if it was life. I know that she's like in her, she's like upper, upper forties. Um, and she has like a um, mother of a college boy, a two teenagers as well. Um, and she was a Fortune 500 executive traveling around the world for yeah. a company, um, doing marketing and PR and sales for them. And she's like, Oh my God, Vanessa, you're right. I was like, I know. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Oh my God. Like I spent so much, I spent so much time working on my friend's business. I haven't done anything for my own business. I was like, I know. I realize this. Does that and to you? Just, yeah. Uh, I hate to break the thought there, but does that to you indicate that, um, that there's two things being met. One is the person is feeling that uh, they're being loyal to their friends. So therefore it makes them feel a little bit better. And it's mm-hmm. an easy win for the mm-hmm. dopamine to kick in to say, man, I did this for somebody. I'm feeling good. And it's activity that makes them feel good rather than it, which is going to be the avoidance side that the yeah. other thing that's happening is I'm avoiding something I know is going to be 
perceived painful. Uh, yes. And I'm going to go ahead and trade in that perceived painful for, I know I'm going to feel good about helping my friend, even though it's taken away from what I need to do. So it seems like that's what was happening in this in layman's yes, term. Avoiding. Yes, because essentially what happened is that before she even told me about that, there was a call prior where I was like, okay, these are the steps we need to take to get you to the 4,000 by March. Okay, cool. You're already on the path. Cool. Awesome. Keep it up. We got a test call. My friend invited me to do this thing. And like, and I was like, oh, you're not going to have any time to do something. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. My friend, my friend, friend. Okay. Right. So it was avoidance, right? It's avoidance of we take one step forward and it's 10 steps back because she's avoiding that success. She's not like, are you ready for the next level of success? No, you're not. Right. That's what it came down to. She was not ready for that next level of success. With that question, uh, just uh, I'm pretty sure you're probably going there. But with that question, does that rely to you self-sabotage in any way? Yes. In terms of like the avoidance piece, the self-sabotage, the fear of success, like that's all like wrapped into a similar thing, right? Okay. And the way it plays this out, itself out is in the actions that you're taking, which are just a reflection of the mind, mindset and thoughts that you have, right? About what is possible and what is current. And so, no, she's not on this path to get to the 4K by, you know, end of March. But what we determined was that essentially... She doesn't really want that goal. She says it because actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. You can say you want that amount. But if you keep out here avoiding things, you're doing other such things, like you know what you need to do, but you're not doing it. What does that mean? You don't really want that goal. Yeah. There was another client I worked with and things I'm blessed for these clients because they help me to see. They help me to see who I need to keep away from me. But um, <laughs> essentially it is I work with another client where she's working on this business, has a beautiful mission, great mission, right? Yeah. Helping people one t-shirt at a time. Amazing mission. Okay, cool. So she has this t-shirt business. She's working on it for, since actually, I guess, this, this like, February 2020. And, you know, we'll tell, I'm giving her the, the thoughts, I'm giving her the steps, et cetera. And there's a point with these clients that I find when I see them doing this whole taking a step back and not moving, like taking those 10 steps back, the mm-hmm. next call I have with them, I always start off with a call. What do you want? I say, what do you want? Yeah. And I want to tell them, what do they want? And they're like, oh, I want this. Like, do you? Because you're not acting like it, right? And the thing is, here, I can have that, I can ask that same question to the person who we talk about who has a fear of failure and who's like not ready, mm-hmm. right? And they'll give me a different answer to the, than the person who is ready. Because for example, I had that same question, what do you want? With the example I gave I think, a couple, couple minutes ago with the person who, not a couple minutes ago, like early in the call, but with the person who I said, where she was at the space where she's at the end of the month and she was like, Oh, let me just like close the business down. It's fine. Whatever, 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 whatever. Right. Ask her that same question on that call. What do you want? She's like, I'm sending it for my kids. She's giving me all these stuff. Right. I already knew the answer to that because she told me that like what, two months prior. So I already know the answer to this question based on. Right. But it was the reason why I asked people, my clients that question is to get them to tell me themselves. Right. It's for them to assess. Mm -hmm. How does that make them feel for her? And then gave her the job of energy that she wanted because she actually wants that. For these other two people I'm talking about here, when I asked them, what do you want? Right. At the end of the day, it wasn't really what they wanted. Yeah. It's what they they thought they wanted. Exactly. It's it's the thing is that they're saying it, but they're not ready for it. Right. It may be what they want, but it's not what they want right now. Yeah. It's not what they're prioritizing. Right. It's not what they're willing to prioritize right now. So for the the client I mentioned where she had the whole t-shirt business and what was the question that we were answering? So she had the whole t-shirt business (laughs) and she essentially was, you know, we were going through the path of connecting and I was asking her, what do you want? Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes through this whole process and she's like telling me what she wants or essentially what she, what she thinks she wants. She's like, well, you know, X, Y, Z, essentially there's like a level of like, you know, uncertainty, whatever, right. And the fear um, of avoidance and all that stuff. But essentially at the end of the day, I, I then tell her, okay, what I'm hearing is that you don't want this business. Yeah. 
What did she tell me in response, Sheldon? She says, oh, I felt very insulted. I feel very insulted that you're saying <laughs> that I don't want this business. Like, I feel very insulted. Like, she's more insulted. I feel very insulted that she told me that. And like, OMG, like, I just feel very insulted. Like, yes, I want this. Like, what do you mean? Like, I've been building this for like the past year. Like, yes, I want this. Like, I feel very insulted. And the thing is, Sheldon, right? <laughs> was she insulted because it was a lie? Or was she insulted because I held up the mirror and I said, hey, <laughs> you don't really want this for real. You really want this other business. Yeah. Right. Because in her mind and me telling her that she doesn't want this business in her mind, she's like, well, you're saying that I don't really care for people about people. For real. You're saying that I don't I don't you know, care about this mission and I don't care about this purpose. And I do. So I feel very insulted that you're saying that I don't want this business. And it's like, I'm not saying that I'm saying you could definitely care about these people, but you don't want this business. You don't want this t-shirt business. You want this other business. You don't <laughs> want to say yes to the other business, but that's yeah. OK. That's fine. But the thing is, it's just, it's just sad. It's really sad. It's really sad because it's like, I can see people doing something that they don't actually want to do, yeah. but they can't see it and they can't step into it. It's really sad as a coach. So I want people, because essentially my mission is to like, you know, help people turn their vision into reality, but it's, there's only so much you can do. You have to meet me halfway, but I can't run the race for you. Yeah. I can train you for the race. I can be there on the sidelines cheering you on, right? As you run the race, uh-huh. but I can't be there taking your place, taking your number and running the race for you. Yeah, it kind of seems like uh, like that response is uh, is almost like a well, I shouldn't say almost, but uh, there's a trait to that response that comes to me if someone is telling you and they jump right back at you when you show them reality that they're now insulted. It seems to me that the desired effect of her telling you that would be you backpedaling and then uh, giving her permission to not go ahead and thrive with her business. Therefore, in my mind, it's almost like a backhanded way of manipulating the situation to where she feels that, oh, yeah, I've got control of this one. And now I got Vanessa, too. <laughs> and it's it's kind of worthless to do that because you're here to the, the coach that's supposed to coach her along. But now she's trying to uh, it seems like another version of self-sabotage. So if you give up your integrity to placate her then now she's going to say, well, I tried this coaching thing. I even paid money for this coaching thing and it didn't work uh, because she now manipulated the outcome by, by getting your integrity. Is that my way of, uh, is that too, too in depth? No, that's great. I mean, that's really what it was. Cause at the end of the day, it was like, the only way for me to continue working with her would be to just be like, sit in there and be like, oh yeah, you're doing this thing that I know is wrong for you, but let me just keep on nodding my head and just like allow you to keep on doing that. Yeah. yeah, and that's that would be the only way for me to continue working with her, right? I mean, that that week essentially we decided to discontinue, but essentially it was, you know, like she was manipulating the situation that she was making herself feel better uh-huh. about, she like making herself feel better for not doing the work that she needed to do, right? Yeah. Making herself feel better for not taking actions that she actually needs to do, right? Yeah. And now she can go off and say, oh, this coaching just didn't work out for me. I tried it. It's like, no, you you didn't try it. You you yeah. had someone, you know, give you advice and you didn't take any of the advice. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, that's, uh, that happened to me before because I'm involved in a, a big safety organization. And what they do is they pair mentors with mentees. And, uh, and I am the mentor side of people wanting to be safety consultants because I actually do that as a business myself. And I train and I get uh, coach people to, you know, truly, this is the business of being a safety consultant. And here, let's grow your business. So my accelerator program is the same as yours. We're trying to, I, I'm a, a niched specialist, so I'm only dealing with that area. Uh, but the the one I was working for this association or as a as a volunteer, basically. So I volunteer to mentor people to do what what uh, my paid clients would do. And 
uh, one of them was really receptive and he, yeah, I I could tell that he was ready to go and he was ready to branch off and he didn't want to, he didn't end up being a consultant per se. He just ended up having a consultant role for an organization and that was better for him at that time. But the other one um, didn't actually, uh, he was his own consultant for a while, but every time I would give him suggestions, uh, I could tell he was always having some sort of uh, barrier. It would be, oh yeah, the good idea. And then the next uh, word was, but, <laughs> great idea, <laughs> but, and there's always some sort of, uh, some sort of reason why the outcome was outside of his control uh, for things I was telling him, well, you should look into this and this might give you a better, uh, a better return of your investment. And when he says, oh yeah, that's a great idea. I haven't thought of that. And then all of a sudden it's, it's almost like, you know, as soon as you get a good idea in, uh, the negative idea just starts to take over. And it just, it, it was our relationship throughout this mentor-mentee cycle for a few months that, you know, it was a good you know, six months or so that I, I kept doing that. And he never advanced, never took any of my suggestions. And it was frustrating as a, as a coach. Do you, mm-hmm. do you get that too? I do. I do. And the thing is for her, so the teacher businesswoman for her, it was, yeah, that's a great idea, but, but it was like a know-it-all, but right. Whereas mm-hmm. the other, the other person, other client I had where for her, the whole, like trying to get to 4k by March and like the, the whole friend thing for her, it was a yes, but da da da. Right. But she was coachable in that. I'd say I would debacle her butts and she would like, okay, I see what you're saying. But yeah. the other person with the t-shirt business where it was like, they're giving the advice and not taking it. It was like, um, like a she knew it all situation. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, you say that, but you know, I've listened to this podcast and like this other person, da, 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 or like, oh, you say that, but there's this other video I was watching on YouTube and like, da, yeah. da, da, da. and it was very much like a okay. So then, okay, but then it's like, okay, if you're not gonna follow my advice, follow that person's advice. Are you not following anyone's advice? Okay, yeah. cool. So what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what are you, like you're not even following the person's advice. Why are we here? <laughs> contradict. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And so, anything for her is that she is someone who. Like not coachable in that for her, she is someone who like needs to have like she needs to feel like she came up with the answer mm-hmm. in order to feel like you know it's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, give me your uh, your your tips to success. Even if you want to take it from your book, or 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 what would you say to to those that are listening and they're they're on the verge of starting their own business? The business is probably going to be safety consulting, but uh, they need some little tips of saying, all right, what, these are things that I should be, I should focus my time energy on rather than this. So what would you say would, would be the thing to, uh, to finish like your book suggests, you know, how do they finish? How do they complete? Yes. Say three things. I mean, so I'm, I'll go with the a conceptual three things and then I'll go with the, some tactical three things. So conceptual three things. One, my motto, keep it simple, then keep it moving. Keep it real simple, folks. <laughs> this is not this is not a triathlon. It's just a race. It's just a run. You're just running, right? You're not, not necessarily trying to run, swim, bike. You know, do, you just keep it simple, keep moving. Cool. The second thing is then take care <laughs> into the information that you're bringing in, right? The whole data that's coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Take care, filter it through appropriately. I can say like, don't take seven figure advice for your four figure business, right? Just filter it in throw appropriately. With that being said, tip three, 
get yourself a mentor, a coach, someone to help guide you along, right? Who has information so that you can not waste your time, your money, or your energy, right? Cool. Mm -hmm. With the tactical side of things, in terms of, let's say you're really starting out and you're at the stage where you're, maybe you're like the, I call it the, the do I LLC or S-Core stage? Um, <laughs> with that being said, after you figure that part out, um, you know, from there, the three main components, three key components of your business that you really need to understand. That's it. Three key components. One, who do you help? What problem do you help them with? How do you help them? It's probably the same thing for every safety officer. Well, maybe not the same thing for every but like, who do you help can vary. Maybe it's like energy specific industries yeah. or oil and gas company or yeah. um, the small business restaurant around the corner, like, right. But then it probably help them with the safety, how you help them, you're, you, you know, evaluate and help them consult and all that was just stuff that you <laughs> it's okay right? we're good <laughs> yeah exactly right so then with all that stuff that you do and so with that being said that's the simple part so you already have that part at least most mostly intact yeah, yeah, the yeah. issue then is the marketing right getting the leads getting clients get, turning them into clients right and yep. that part i would say keep it simple keep it moving where are these where are the oil and gas people where are the energy people where do they hang out do you already have someone in your linkedin contact who has an in that can give you an in right do you have like keep a real like you don't need to be on 15 million different platforms advertising yourself you don't need to be on the Elf, the yelp every single newspaper in your neighborhood and every like no where like start with small and it's okay to start small. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's okay. Everyone has started small in their business. It's like a thing, right? And the whole thing <laughs> is that keep in mind when you see this like six steps to a million, five weeks to five to, you know, 500,000, whatever it may be. Remember where that person is coming from. This is likely their 10th business or they, they were doing something for a couple of five years. And they finally did that whole thing in five weeks, right? Because they yeah. did that whole following in five. Like, just keep that in mind, the data that's coming in and how you're processing that and how you're filtering it for your specific situation and yeah. what you're doing, right? But efficiently marketing is really just like choosing one thing, choosing one one platform, one route. What Maybe it's like you're attending all the conferences, all the conferences, all the energy conferences that are coming every single, throughout the year. You're just, you're, you're there. That's your marketing route. You're going to be there and they will know your name. And you just to keep on networking, right? When it comes down to it. And so, and also delivering customer, great customer service. I have one um, yeah. one consultant client who literally like, she just referrals. She just runs on referrals. She's not even on social media. She just runs on referrals. Like her business just runs on referrals um, because people just love the service. And so they uh -huh. just refer her to the next person uh, and it's great. And so with that being said, um, yeah, so as I say there, that's like the tip. So who are you serving? What problem do you help them with? How do you help them solve that problem? And then to the marketing strategy route, choose one platform, right? And mm -hmm. then be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent. Keep on showing up. Like, I'll think of it this way. Like, what if Sheldon said, I'm going to do this, this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to release an episode every week. And then, you know, there's like a three-week time frame where he just doesn't show up. Yep. You would probably lose trust in him, right? You probably lose trust. And so... But the same thing will happen with your your leads when you don't continue showing up. So be consistent and keep your promises and just show up for All your right. business. Because if you don't show up, no one else will. Excellent. Tell everybody how to get to you. Yes, the best way to reach me is I'm on Facebook. Haha, <laughs> this is my So I'm on Facebook. I have a community called Skyrocket Your Side Business with Vanessa Zami. And with that, you're welcome to check out more information about that community and join by hopping on over to vzami.com. So that's V, my last name, Z Zebra, A Animal, M Money, Y.com. And yeah, looking forward to connecting further. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show and giving us, you know, dropping those bombs of wisdom. 
pleasure being here and yeah looking forward to so excited to see what you're doing I love the niche too I love the niche also riches and niches love that yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright have a wonderful rest of your day you as well uh, chat with you later this episode has been powered by Safety FM.